0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Boot!
1: That's right, it's The Boot! We are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to.
0: This week we are kicking off the new year with 1994's action blockbuster, Speed! Starring Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper, Jeff Daniels, and Joe Morton. I'm Brian Flynn, and sitting next to me, pissed about her cheap retirement watch, it's kind of trend. I-
1: actually thought that that was like a weird movie trope but my dad's a cop and when he retired he got a watch the man doesn't wear anything but a Walmart Timex and they got him a nice retirement watch I was like why why do we do this
0: they got to do something different I feel like people should get a hat like a special hat like a like a like a retirement hat, like a baseball cap. No, like so, a um, like a fedora, like a fez, maybe. Like the fez. Shriners, it like yes. says I'm retired. Yeah, so it. people will be like, congratulations.
1: Sorry. And then you drive around in like a tiny car. tiny car. car yeah. yeah, great idea. When I find you, pop oh, quiz, hotshot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes fifty miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below fifty, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do?
0: What do you do, Kenna, exactly? <laughs> what do we do with this movie? <laughs>
1: what do you do? It's fascinating because the whole... I forget until I rewatch this movie every time because Pop Quiz Hotshot is such a like quoted movie line. That it starts as like a cutesy thing that he and his partner do like in high-pressure situations to keep themselves chill. And... It's so funny how, like, the first scenario is like, okay, this person's holding a hostage and they're making it to the plane. How do you do it? And Keanu's like, shoot the hostage. And so it's funny how many times in the movie he is faced with that exact scenario. Like, they br- even, like, break the rule of threes. I want to say it happens, like, four different times.
0: <laughs> and he does shoot the hostage and the they're first just time. like
1: Yeah, Keanu, what do you do?
0: He shoots the hostage. He, he shoots, shoots the Daniels. Every time. All right, Ken and I are going to reboot this movie, obviously, as if it was to take place in 2019. Because we are in the new year. Wow. Happy New Year, by the way. Um, <clears throat> I, hope, I hope it was a good one.
1: Um, Yeah, it was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into our reboot of Speed, let's talk about some real reboot news. Kenneth, Sony's Men in Black reboot gets a title. Tell me about that. Men in Black International is what Sony is calling their Men in Black soft reboot, I guess, because it's not – officially a reboot.
1: This leads me to wonder something, which is, is Chris Hemsworth going to do this part in his native Australian accent? Is it called international because they're like pulling the men in black from all stations around the world?
0: I think so. Yeah. Welcome to MIB. Move it, i it!
1: You will be with Agent H. One of the best ever to wear this suit. Ah! Catching up on my daily meditation. Time for lunch, I think. Are you
0: hungry? It's nine thirty. Perfect. Tuesday's taco day. So how does this work? There's Men in Black, America, which is where Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones were, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the rest of the world gets their own men in black
1: there's just men in black america and men in black international <laughs> it's like
0: it's like men in black america like <laughs> left men in black international like, we're which gonna-
1: is a very american thing to be like <laughs> we have our own yeah you don't yeah. you don't have your own. there's
0: no ju- yeah m-i-b-i which sounds really bad does has no jurisdiction in american m-i-b <laughs> um have we ever talked about this movie at all?
1: I don't think we've talked about it since some of this new casting news has come out. Because we we talked about it when it was just like Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are yeah. making Men in Black. So The cast is going to be insane.
0: Liam Neeson, Kamel Nanjiani, Rafe Spall, your boy, Rebecca Ferguson, and Emma Thompson. Um, yeah, I think everyone's going to speak in their native language, which would be interesting. Because I always, for some reason, I think because of Thor Ragnarok, I started thinking that Tessa Thompson speaks with a British accent. Like she has it – like she's British.
1: Which is interesting because her Thor Ragnarok accent was not great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back away. I'll back – because I like her a lot. Right. I, I'm not trying to be like mm, – but it was it was interesting.
0: So Men in Black International directed by F. Gary Gray comes out June 14th.
1: I'm probably excited. Gonna be, yeah, it's
0: probably going to be good. Probably going to be a hit. We'll know. Who knows?
1: <laughs> um, On to the next. Yeah. This is – Interesting. I don't want to be like, I'm excited for this because I really don't know. But uh did you know that Itanya director Craig Gillespie is in early talks to tackle a Cruella DeVille movie for Disney starring Emma Stone.
0: I cannot wait to watch Emma Stone play a character who turns into a dog murderer.
1: <laughs> like and for real. Like
0: one of the most beloved actors like a whole yeah. like well-known actresses' faces. People people love that It
1: It is a very dark thing that 101 Dalmatians makes very light of.
0: I hope it's like American Psycho.
1: <laughs> There's like a business card scene, but it's about like puppy Puppies. pelts. <laughs> um yeah, it's being billed as an origin story set to take place in the 80s with a very like punk vibe. So maybe maybe we'll get a little
0: uh But seriously, like what is this story? Why do we want to know about Cruella Deville?
1: Vil? It, it draws me back to what I don't want to know about Willy Wonka. Like, she's a villain that is so cruel, I don't care. Uh, right. I don't care.
0: I never saw Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Is that a villain story?
1: I did not, but it, it is a villain story. Which I think works a little better because it's very, like, magical. Like, she's a sorceress who's, yeah. like, misunderstood.
0: Yeah, I just don't know how you get to- Cruella
1: Deville is just mean. (laughs) She's literally
0: literally a dog killer.
1: She sees puppies and is like, I'm going to catch those dogs and make the best coat I've ever had out of them. Right. Cruella, isn't that a new fur coat? (laughs) My only true love, darling. I live for furs. I worship furs. After all, is there a woman in all this wretched world who doesn't? How do you get there?
0: Uh, well, we're going to find out.
1: I hope a talking Dalmatian character murders her family.
0: <laughs> There's a whole backstory about how like a pack of rabid like Dalmatians a- <laughs> have eaten the Devils, and have caused her be- to become like a homeless street urchin and then she gets wrapped up in like the underground fashion scene of yeah. New York she 1980. She turns
1: to fashion <laughs> and drugs.
0: Oh, boy. Th- these movies. All right. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Let's get into a recast of Speed. Why is all this happening? I mean, what do we do, bomb the guy's country or something? No, it's just a guy who wants money. I don't buy that. It's not a very
1: good way to make money.
0: <laughs> a while back he held some people for ransom. Went sour and now he's a little pissed at me.
1: What does that have to do with us?
0: Nothing. It's a game. If he gets the money, he wins. If the bus blows up, he wins. What if you win? Then tomorrow we'll play another one. But I'm not available to drive tomorrow. Busy. So, guys, as you probably are listening now, our format is a little different, which is uh, something that we wanted to do for a little while. We're calling this our second draft, if
1: you will.
0: Yeah, 2.0. So we're not getting rid of our rules per se. I just don't think we need to say them all the time. Nah. And what we will be doing is we might be doing... Some specialized rules depending on the episodes. Like the um, – Like the,
1: when we did Gladiator, Gladiator, we made a rule for ourselves that we couldn't cast anybody who was in Game of Thrones because that, that's a really easy place to go. right?
0: And so it's really more for us to yeah. try and like screw around. But this episode, we don't have any of those special uh, rules.
1: Free for all. It's, it's a, free a free for, for all. all. And
0: let me tell you, we took advantage of this free for all. <laughs> you're going to – I think kind of you're going to flip over my picks. <laughs> so we are talking about Jack – Travin played by Keanu Reeves, Annie played by Sandra Bullock. Annie needs a last name. Come on, guys
1: does I feel like on the i m d b it doesn 't list Annie and harry 's last name, but they say them right
0: they do say harry 's when he gets the award.
1: yes, because I, I was like, wait a second um, i don 't know what it is though so right
0: ask. Howard Payne played by Dennis Hopper, Harry played by Jeff Daniels, and Captain McMahon played by Joe Morton. Kenna, what did you think of this movie?
1: I love this movie.
0: It is a good. It's one no, of notes. The, no notes, no notes. It is one of the best action movies I think that's been written mm-hmm. or filmed, rather. Um, I had a a couple of weird things that I noted down. First of all, here is a classic example of incompetent police. So, like the <laughs> the whole elevator set piece when the people are stuck in the elevator and fucking what is his name Howard? Uh, Howard is, like, threatening. He wants his million dollars. First of mm-hmm. all, three million dollars, not a lot of money. Like,
1: But, I mean, it's this enough. was 1994, right. so double it. But, like, did the cops
0: not check any of the freight elevators? Did they not look at any of the security cameras to be like, hey, there's a dead body in the service elevator hallway?
1: I thought about this because what's odd to me, because I've seen this movie so many times, is that when they save everybody and they're like... No, he blew it early. I'm certain of it. Keanu's like he knows where he knows where we are. He knows we're here.
0: He could have blown that thing from Pacoima. No, he knew we were up to something. He's close by.
1: I'm like, well, yeah. And I think it's because I've seen the movie so many times. I'm like, well, yeah, he's right there. He's watching you. But at the time, I think they're thinking if you're going to blow something up, you are 20 miles away.
0: Sure. But they had the – like they could see the people in the elevator. They were like, look at the people. They were like watching them. Yeah. So you're trying to tell me that there's no cameras in the freight
1: elevators? Sort of really good. Maybe he maybe he did what they did to him at the end of the movie and looped a looped a blank <laughs> elevator.
0: I wrote this note down. I don't know if I believe this, but this is just something that popped in my head when I watched. <laughs> I wrote, is this a bad movie just really, really well acted?
1: I would say maybe because the cast is almost completely different in Speed 2 Cruise Control and it's a bad movie. Without the star power and likability of Keanu Reeves.
0: Isn't Willem Dafoe the bad guy in that though? I think he is. Okay. So it's I feel like what we can extrapolate is that Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. is a way better actor than Patrick what's his face?
1: What's Jason Patrick? Jason, Jason Patrick. Patrick. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which is I mean, wow, kind of kind of an insult to Jason. <laughs> Because if you're that much, listen, here's the thing. We, this is two years after Dracula, which we did on the pod. And Keanu is terrible in Dracula. Let's just say it. Right. The accent, like it, the period piece thing, like he's just not, he's not great. But when Keanu is in his element, when he is on, he is on. He's so
0: intense in almost every scene. Yeah. Yeah. Every scene, he's like at a 10. I'm going to rip your fucking spine out, I swear to God.
1: Let's just get into Jack.
0: Right. So okay. we can
1: get into the, like, one of my favorite things about the character is that when, um, so he gets the call directly from Dennis Hopper being like, there's a bomb on a bus. And as we just heard, and then he calls Harry to be like, I'm going there. But listen, this is happening. He's still alive. The guy's still alive. And so it's so funny how when, like, the captain shows up, he's like, where's Jack? And they're all just like, where, where do you think? Where do you think old Jack is? And it's so great that, like, he's the character that's like, well, yeah, he's on the bus. He he chases the bus down.
0: You get to see maybe three seconds of Jack's interpersonal life when he goes to the cafe right. to get a coffee. And then you find out that he's, like, best friends with a city bus driver
1: so this is really like Dennis Hopper found the one thing that would really piss him off
0: like this must be the loneliest man in LA (laughs) his two friends are his partner and a random city bus driver who gives him life advice oh a wild party huh? gotta have been too great woke up alone Yeah. well you know the last time I partied like that
1: I woke up married, huh, Vinny? Also, I sincerely like the notion that he, like, lives in Santa Monica, is a little bit of, like, a surfer guy. Right. I so love it. it. It seems to suit him.
0: Who wants to go first? First pick of
1: 2019. Um. Oh, wow. That's heavy. Uh, I'll go first. I think it's with perspective. It's really tough to recast a character like this because Keanu Reeves, at the time, and maybe even now, is, like, a huge action star. Truly, he's the only person in my mind who can make this work. Yeah. But I think that there are lots of other actors who are good, who are likable, who are charming, and who would maybe throw as much intensity at this as they possibly could. Um, so I picked Taron Egerton, mostly because I'm a little shocked that I haven't picked him before for anything, because I think he's great. Yeah. So um, you're talking
0: about sexy Robin Hood, who fucks
1: <laughs> Taryn Edgerton of Robin Hood of the Kingsman of Eddie the Eagle. I love Eddie the Eagle, um, I love Eddie the Eagle, too. I can't wait for Rocket Man in which he plays Elton John I like Taryn Edgerton, I think he's great. I mean, I saw Robin Hood. It was terrible, but he is incredibly watchable. He's a lot of fun. And he's very, like, action-oriented. Like, I can see him being as physical as, like, Keanu is and as much as this part requires.
0: I totally forgot about the entire sequence where Jack has to go under the bus. And he's, like, hanging on the, like, little dolly thing. And he's, like, (laughs) he's trying not to, like, touch anything. But he's also trying to diffuse it from under the bus. I was like, this is an incredible sequence. And I just love the line where, like... They pull him back up after he's like hanging on for dear life. They pull him back up onto the bus and the guy's like, did you have any luck with the bomb? Yeah, it didn't go off. (laughs) And then the captain is like, where is he? Where is he? And then he sees that he's on the bus. He's like, oh, Jack, Jack. you did it again. again."
1: Everybody he works with is just like, it's Jack. It's, (laughs) It's Jack. Am I right? Oh, Jack.
0: <laughs> oh, Jack. The whole thing was just like, of course Jack is doing it. Um, I – OK. So that's funny. I I also picked a European actor I guess I could say. Um, oh. <laughs> I picked an Irish actor. Um, I, here's the thing. It's very hard to get out of the shadow of Keanu Reeves. It is. So I picked an actor who – I focused on like the intensity that Keanu plays Jack. Like he's so serious for 98 5% of this movie mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I want to pick an actor who can deliver that same intensity. But what I liked about who I picked is that he might not be well recognized, even though he's been in a lot of stuff. I picked Jack O'Connell.
1: Love Jack O'Connell. Who
0: was in Unbroken. He's now on a show called Godless, but he was also in, oh God, what, M- Money Monster.
1: Oh yeah. I forget about that yeah. movie.
0: What else was he in?
1: Um. Yeah. I I really like Jack O'Connell. I think he's got a great energy. For this, because there's something about him, especially. Did you watch Godless at all? He plays sort of like a mysterious cowboy type. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, there's a part where he shoots a snake. Um, wow. But there's something about him that you're like, I don't fully know what he's about. Like, he could go off. He could go off at any minute. But um, I think he's probably got, I mean, I follow him on Instagram, so maybe this is where this is coming from, but <laughs> he, I think he's got enough of a sense of humor to play to play Jack fun. Right. Which Keanu does, uh, like his delivery of some of the more outrageous moments and lines are are played with enough cheek that you're like, okay, we're all on board with how insane this is.
0: Yeah, I, and, I we're,
1: and we're in it. We're not looking at it like this is crazy,
0: right? Something about Jack being such a hot shot
1: mm-hmm. when we
0: meet him. Like he when he volunteers him and Harry to go like up the elevator shaft, and Harry's like, Ugh, "No, come on."
1: <laughs> Harry's like, Ugh, "Jack." Jack
0: kind of lives in the world of speed. Like he kind of lives on that like tripwire edge.
1: Like something like this happens to him every other every week. other week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Where everyone else is like, this is a big fucking deal. Jack's yeah. like, no, like I I I'd like ride that line. So I think it's just important that you pick someone that's like young and who would take this, like you said, take this moment seriously. So you as the audience believe it.
1: Right. It's interesting because I think we picked two people who are physically very similar. Yes. Like a little, they're a little smaller, but like yeah. bulky. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's go to Annie.
0: Annie played by Sandra Bullock. I, you know, what's like. What was weird to me is like she didn't feel like she was the superstar that she is now. Mm-hmm. Again, she should have had a last name. I don't know why she's not credited with a last name. It's Do so, better, Hollywood. It's I not, mean, it was
1: 1994. So they were like, women don't have last names.
0: No. Um, it was it was also kind of hard to recast Annie because Annie has very specific kind of qualities where it's like she she's someone who kind of is able to hold it down under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not like really – I mean that's just direction of how they wanted her to be. Like you can't just have a woman screaming the entire movie while she drives the bus. But there's uh, a quality that Sandra Bullock has where you really are like rooting for her. You immediately – this is why she's such a huge star is like she comes on screen and you're immediately like, oh, I like her. I'm going to root for her regardless of whatever is going on here.
1: Which could easily – this was the thing I found most difficult about picking someone to fill this place is that she is appropriately hysterical in so many moments in a way that I think if you just, if it's not the right person, you're watching her being like, oh, I wish this woman would shut up. But because it's Sandra Bullock, you're like, well, yeah. Yeah. You're driving an out-of-control bomb bus.
0: Miss, can you handle this bus? Oh, sure. It's just like driving a really big Pinto. I need to know. Can you handle this bus? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just tell me what the plan is. okay. Is there a plan? When I was watching this movie, I was kind of like, you know, there was this romance between Jack and Annie doesn't really make sense. And then I just realized they both are what? best friends with a bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> they it's both have best friends that are bus drivers.
1: It's natural that they would <laughs> that they would connect. Okay, I get it. I get it. That ultimately falling in love in this <laughs> in this situation is not. It's not okay, but. The chemistry between them is electric.
0: Okay. Yes. (laughs) I I think what's funny is like we want them to fall in love, but it's also like there's no one else to fall in love in the movie. So it's like.
1: This is something that just movies on the whole. I think we have gotten the industry. We have gotten a lot better at now is not falling into the trap of. The B story is a love story. And so it's easy in movies to be like, well, here's two characters who could fall in love. So let's just like make them fall in love. And now I feel like we're just a lot better at being like, eh, they don't have to. Right. So in this scenario, I think it's possible that in a new speed, it's more just like they end this in a comfortable sort of like, hey, we made it through a traumatic experience right. together. Let's go grab coffee. <laughs> Not, like Not like making fall out. Not like out falling
0: in love and like. Have sex in the middle of the red line debris that ended up on Hollywood Boulevard. Also, watching them build the red line, I was Triggered. like, Whoa, this is weird.
1: Triggered. Because they're doing it on Wilshire right now. <laughs> I and I was like, no, no.
0: Okay. Annie, um, this is where my cast kind of goes off the rails here, people. Um, <clears throat> I picked an actress who I think is beautiful. Okay. Who I think will eventually get – her opportunity to shine in a movie and I think an action movie could be something that would help. Okay. I'm just gonna tell you right now, she is a Riverdale alum. Okay. <laughs> I picked Camilla Mendez. Okay. Um for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted a Latina actress because I wanted uh an actress who would reflect uh like
1: the population world, of the city. Yeah.
0: Real yeah. world LA today.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um and she – here's the weird thing. She doesn't play this on Riverdale, but I think she could play a type where if she's like – when she's like running down to catch the bus
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like you you see that her life is kind of like a little bit in shambles because she lost her her license and like she's sort of at the whim of like sort of fate kind of dealing her – crap, a couple crappy hands in the last year or so. I think she would have that quality. would be like, you know what? I like this person. And <laughs> – I mean, let's be honest. This is speed. You want two young, hot, fuckable people in these roles. <laughs> Tinder casting no, aside. No
1: uggos. No in this uggos or oldies. We don't want it. <laughs> Get it out. Your your recast for Dennis Hopper is going to be like a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> um. I. I mean. I need to watch Riverdale so I can have a more, more better understanding of more these better, children. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? I've I've never seen the girl act, but I see her picture everywhere. Yeah. Her and um, what's her name? Lily Reinhardt. That's yes. her name. Uh, I see them everywhere.
0: Do you also follow them on Instagram?
1: No, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, <laughs> listen, sometimes you're just like shocked when you find people's Instagrams, and you're like, I have to know. Um, Jack O'Connell big soccer fan. Um, okay. So I took a different direction and I admittedly, I don't, I'm not entirely sure this is a part that this woman would take, but I think she absolutely suits to a T the kind of person we want to see in this part, because ultimately she just has to be so likable in a Sandra Bullock way that we're like, yep, I'm on board minute one before you even figure out like she you're like feeling for her, especially as a LA resident. You're feeling for her like I miss my car. I just couldn't handle the freeways anymore. This way I can just relax all the way to work. Yeah, well, I love my car. I miss my car. I picked Brie Larson.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Because I think I can see I can see her behind the wheel of the bus holding it together, but just barely. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, she's an incredible actress. I like that pick, because you know when you get a caliber actress like that, they would definitely give her character a last name and they would make it <laughs> important to put on the credits and the yep. IMDb page. She would totally have a last name. Um, I'm not going to – I mean, but there's nothing bad to say about Brie Larson. That's a great pick.
1: And I think ultimately I, w- I was using the star power of the movie a little bit to be like – if I was her, I would take this on a whim just to be like, yeah, if we're remaking an iconic movie – I'll be this Amber right. character.
0: I, I weirdly feel that with your cast, Annie would become more of a active character in the, in stopping mm-hmm. Howard. I, like, I could see it were a version where, like, she decides she's going to go under the bus or something like that. Like, because she's smaller, like she, she would fit better. So she's like, I'm going to go do she it. She
1: might be larger than Taranich. She <laughs> might be. He's not that tall, Which is right? like
0: romantically. I'm like, how does this? Okay.
1: It's okay cuz she'll boxes. be si- she'll be sitting with Apple of the time. boxes, yeah. That's how it works. <clears throat> okay. um, Howard Payne? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Played by Joaquin Phoenix. Um Played
1: by Dennis Hopper. I just
0: revealed who but- <laughs> it was who I picked. <laughs> I cannot believe I haven't oh, done that. Oh
1: boy. I cannot
0: believe I haven't done that before. But yes, okay. Howard Payne played by Dennis Hopper.
1: Dennis Hopper, this is our second Dennis Hopper and he is insane. We've been over oh, this. Oh, yeah. He's fully crazy. Fully crazy. Um, But I so love how he plays this character like a Batman villain. His little, like, giggle as he walks away from them in the very first scene. And he just sort of, like, waddles. Literally give him a hook nose and he's the Penguin.
0: He's very cartoonish. Yeah. But weirdly, unlike Waterworld. Uh, it's weird. Like, in Waterworld, you're kind of like, what is going on here? Like, all these people are acting in wildly different movies but in this movie he's sort of at that same range and you're like this is a great villain because he is it's weird like his want is so simple he wants three million (laughs) dollars that's it
1: he's got his life calculated down to three million dollars no this is about me this is about my money this is about money to me which i will collect 3.7 million (sighs) dollars It's my nest egg, Jack. At my age, you've got to think ahead.
0: I feel like you could make a prequel movie about him. You know what I mean? Like how he becomes like this it's twisted bomber. true because bomber.
1: he was, yeah, because he was on like a, a bomb squad, he was, right? Yeah,
0: he was like Atlanta PD, bomb squad.
1: That's how he knows how to build a bomb. All right, you're up. Um. So I made a choice with this. Mm-hmm. Um. And what I chose... Was to update the character to, I think, the standards of a domestic terrorist of today. Okay. I think this person would be much younger, have Uh, much different intentions, because that's the way things work now, unfortunately. It's all, like, young white men with an axe to grind about something really dumb. Um,
0: Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters remake.
1: He's mad about the (laughs) Ghostbusters remake. He's mad
0: about Solo not being... Uh, nominated.
1: I blow up a bus. <laughs> um. Okay, so I picked Jesse Plemons, and the reason I picked him is partially because if you saw Game Night, I did. He plays a he plays a, a an ultimately uh harmless character who is very strange. But I was like, if you take that person and you turn his intentions to the other side and make him entirely dangerous. I think that works. And so I like him as a sort of modern day, because I think you have to be specific about like, I don't think people would buy as much that it's just some, we've just been through too much as humanity for us to buy that the Dennis Hopper version of this character is who would be doing this. Yeah,
0: it it you. I like how you transformed it. I like that kind of idea that he's younger and his motive is a little maybe based in like ideology Mm -hmm. and jesse Plemons is phenomenal when he plays like creepy weird evil characters that's a really good pick
1: even like uh uss callister mcallister callister
0: yeah Yeah. um black mirror yes
1: the black mirror episode him sort of being the like sheepish guy who like in his online persona is an absolute monster yeah. like that's the kind of thing i want to yeah. see from him not to typecast him but i think he just does it so believably yeah um yeah that's who i picked
0: um well it's funny that you compared howard to a batman villain <laughs> because i picked walking <laughs> phoenix um i just wanted howard to be menacing hmm like the person – like the boogeyman when he comes on the phone. You're just like who is – like who is this person who would like sacrifice lives of innocent people over such a small amount of money? Like uh, again, th- that would have to also change.
1: Three million, $3 million. The dollars. The police are like, OK, <laughs> where do we send it?
0: <laughs> and it, You dump it in the garbage by Pershing Square. <sighs> um, so that's who I picked and I I don't know – has Joaquin played a villain since Gladiator? And I guess this Joker movie that's coming out.
1: I mean, he's played dark characters, but nothing I think is outright as yeah. Commodus. Was that his yeah. name? Yeah. I don't think so. So, I, yeah, I
0: just wanted to see, like, what is, what is the 40-year-old version of Joaquin Phoenix's bad guy look like? <clears throat> and so I, that's, that's what I picked.
1: I mean, he's just at a point in his career where I think this is his wheelhouse.
0: What is his wheelhouse? Speed?
1: <laughs> Speed, but also just like play a villain.
0: Yeah. Like, you know what's weird is like he he sacrificed three years of his prime to do that weird documentary by Casey Affleck.
1: Yeah. Which Ooh.
0: was – it was an OK movie, but it was like – was it worth it? You no. know what I mean? Like we don't talk about that movie anymore.
1: No. And I think everybody has this weird notion that he's unstable because of this whole like period of his life that he ultimately was like it was a performance piece. it was a
0: performance yeah
1: like Which we're I think all was... like okay um do you need assistance do you need professional help
0: <laughs> i just don't think it impacted us in the same way so it's like now he's a lot older so i hope he takes more on these these more mainstream roles because he's already got his like indie cred kind of
1: yeah he's got it down yeah he doesn't right. need to prove – Joaquin, you don't need to prove anything to us.
0: <laughs> All right. So we move on to Harry played by Jeff Daniels. You ready for it?
1: Are you just going to go for it? Yeah.
0: I picked Oscar Isaac.
1: <laughs> Woo! You don't think I'm going to pick
0: an Oscar Isaac week <laughs> one? Happy beats here, buddy. Come on.
1: I honestly tried to fit him in because I was like, where can I shoehorn Oscar Isaac in? Let's get him in as many movies as we can.
0: <laughs> no, but seriously, I think he would play a great Harry. Is someone who's like an older mentor to like the hot okay. shot. Is I, he
1: supposed to be an older mentor?
0: Well, who, Harry?
1: Yeah. I think
0: he is. I think he's supposed to be like the calm and responsible one. Like he gives them that speech when they're getting drunk after the award ceremony. But he's like, luck.
1: Jeff Daniels playing drunk. Sup- so funny. Sublime. Do
0: you listen because I am not gonna be around to back you up. Guts will get you so far and then they'll get you killed. Luck runs out sooner or later.
1: He's so funny.
0: He's so funny. But I I also <laughs> love the idea of putting Oscar Isaac here because of – ultimately of when Harry bites the big one and like that mm. moment where it's like
1: – He has to be so likable.
0: He has to be so likable that when yeah. you kill him off, people are going to be like upset. Um, the look that Harry gives like when Harry realizes that he's about to die, I was like – I don't know how many
1: actors can really... Mm -hmm. It's so odd because I feel like you would not have put Jeff Daniels in this part. But in it, he's great. He's so good. And he delivers, again, like there's something so magical about how this movie came together. It shouldn't be okay. And it's the perfect action movie. And I think he is one of the big reasons, like him being the one who's shot... stuck at his desk doing work ultimately to be the one to do the research and to figure out who it is and to be the man on the ground. Um, I think that's a really interesting choice. Thank you. I think think I'm on board. I mean, it's big. It's really big. Okay. So I sort of did the same thing where I feel like I had to find someone that I was like, I just need to like this person so much Mm -hmm. that ultimately when they die, which I'll say I'm not entirely sure I'm behind that as a a story choice. Mm -hmm. So I ended up watching like half an hour's worth of late night interviews on YouTube with this person. Because once I started, I couldn't stop. I found him so charming and endearing and funny that I was like, this is the guy. I picked Daniel Kaluuya, who I feel like so far has only played very like standard sort of like, I don't know, serious things. And... He is a very funny guy. And so I was like, I think to have him be this sort of a sidekick to our lead character, I think he would be so much fun to watch and to let him do something a little more loose. Yeah. Um, And not as like intense as Get Out or I mean, like Widows for that matter. Or Sicario?
0: I mean, even in Black Panther, he plays a very serious kind of warrior. Watership Down. I'm just looking up his like IMDb of like what's coming up.
1: Mm-hmm. Which Watership Down that like version of Watership Down apparently is getting rave reviews.
0: He's going to be in a production of a Christmas Carol.
1: It says oh, it's Andy animated. Circus. Andy Serkis, oh, Carrie Mulligan, word. Martin Freeman. Andy Serkis, stop making movies that other people are already making <laughs> in a different way. I beg you.
0: Um, I, I that's a pretty good pick. I mean, uh, well, this, this is funny. You pick two British actors to play los angeles police officers yeah it did and i feel like we run the risk <laughs> of like bad accents across the board
1: um well we've heard daniel kuluya's accent oh yeah that's true he's fine he's fine i, I think taron edgerton didn't he have like a sort of well he was canadian in eddie the eagle but it was sort of a standard accent yeah he's fine yeah don't come at me about accents <laughs> i All would right. i would never try to cast charlie Hunnam as an american again <laughs> never <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. Where are we? Captain McMahon?
1: Captain McMahon.
0: <clears throat> Played by Joe Morton. Guys, if you don't know who Joe Morton is, I don't think you've seen a movie. He's in Speed. He's Watch in, a movie. He's in Terminator 2. He's in... Iconic- I mean, he was in Justice League, but uh, no
1: one's going to oh, watch that. We, we, we. <clears throat> Iconic 90s action movie star. Um. Now I'm just thinking about Terminator 2. What
0: do we, what do we have to say about Captain McMahon? He epitomizes to me and i know you're going but just the trope of an an incompetent police like they didn't know the freeway that they were going on was going to run out of road sir uh, we have a serious
1: problem this freeway is finished but it's on the map it's finished on the goddamn map i guess they fell behind i i also thought about that and i was like I think what happens in that scenario is – no, because Jack tells her to get off the freeway and then the police get her back on the freeway to get her out of traffic. Yeah, it's their fault. They
0: have have choppers like circling above.
1: Right. Like somebody knows the then 105 is not complete.
0: Also, I mean this is a great time to talk about how like LA under construction in the 90s is like –
1: This is a great time to just talk about – just as a premise, set this movie in any other town in America and it's feasible, honestly. Right. Set this movie in Los Angeles.
0: There's no way. This bomb would blow up in six minutes.
1: Apparently, according to the trivia, the initial idea for the movie was that if the bus went over 20 miles per hour, it blows up. And I was like (laughs) – that's the morning commute. <laughs> like sometimes you never get above twenty. Mu- like okay, doable. Stop they the bus. The you're bus fine. 20... Just park it. Just park the bus. Um. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, that they made can't a. Be true. They no made no one.
0: A, no one's that dumb to. They made a that great
1: script. decision because ultimately, <laughs> trying to go above fifty in LA is impossible.
0: <clears throat> it's impossible. I, it's Impossible. I kept trying to figure out if they were. I mean. Ultimately, the answer is no, but I kept being like, okay, so they start in Venice and then they're heading west on the one – like I was trying to map their route.
1: It's a good question. And then it's just like sort of all over the place. Is he on the 10 and then gets off somewhere like mid-city and then – Yeah,
0: I think it goes – they're in Venice. Sorry, guys. This is going to be really boring (laughs) if you do not live in this city. This is like that California sketch on SNL. It is. I do love seeing like LA back then and how much it is exactly the same as it is Mm -hmm. now, but – You know, like just all the stores are different, all the cars are different, but it looks, you can, you can like, it's weird.
1: Okay, so it's my turn, right? Yes. So I made a choice. Or Captain McMahon. I honestly wanted to pick a woman because why not? It was a little bit arbitrary, but why not? Sure. Um, And so I picked Lucy Liu. And I think I like her because she has become a very commanding presence on screen. And so I can see her sort of giving rundowns, giving orders, being the HBIC, as they might say. Yeah. But also just having enough levity to have fun with it. I feel like that's the biggest thing is you have to pick actors who understand what this movie is and can deliver it in a way that is not too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the captain is always in this like scenario where he's literally impotent in what he can do. Like in the elevator scene, he's he's in the video room. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's just like, where is everybody? Like what's going on? When the bus starts moving, he's on like a platform trying to organize everything. And he just seems like just a little, a couple inches underwater or like keeping his head above water, but still he's like completely fucked. This is an express elevator gentlemen. The only way in or out is through access panels. Bombers also wired the hatch to trigger the bomb, which seats him in the crazy, but not stupid section.
1: As someone who studied producing in grad school, Posted that watching this movie is kind of a nightmare because I'm looking at it like this movie must have been so insane to make. Oh, yeah. So many cars, so many moving, literal moving parts. Like they blow up a whole plane. A whole plane.
0: And the only reason to do that is like if a bus explodes, it's not going to blow up that big. So they're like, let's drive it into a (laughs) freight plane full of jet fuel to get that big explosion. They
1: crash. An entire, like, metro car. Like, everything about this just feels like it was, like, with reading the script, you're like, this is cool. And then putting it into action, you're like, yeah. how? How? Right. Like,
0: today, all of that would be CGI.
1: Yeah. All of it yeah. would be CGI. A lot of it would be. Um,
0: did you notice, like, some of the frames, like, were sped up to make yes. the, bus look, the yes. bus look like it was going faster?
1: Because there are times when it takes turns, and I'm like, you can't take this turn at 55. <laughs> and so they clearly took it at, like, 25. Right. And, and then, it's then like, sped it up. Bruh.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. This is a weird... Okay. So this movie is directed by Jan de Bont, uh, director of Twister, which we've done, The Haunting, which is a terrible movie. And a movie uh, maybe some of huh. you have seen, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider.
1: Colon, the cra- it's the second one, The Cradle of Life. Because the first one is just uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. The second one is Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of There's Life. There's
0: two colons in the second one?
1: Well, I don't think... I don't think there's a colon after Laura Croft.
0: Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Um, the point is, is I recently watched the new Tomb Raider, and there was an actor in that that I was like, you know what? Oh! He'd be great in that. I picked Daniel Wu, who was oh, yeah. uh, Into the Badlands actor. Yeah. Um, he was just like really funny in Tomb Raider. I was just like, you know, in this movie that's not great, um, <laughs> he was like sort of a shining like light. He's in it. He's... You meet him in that movie and he he's sort of like this drunk ship captain and you're like, oh, I like this guy. They're going to team up and go into this like weird island. And then there's like a storm and he's like immediately thrown off the boat and you're like, OK. And then he's like you, – you see him later. He's like captured by the bad guy and it's like, oh. what? What's going on? Like you just wasted a whole character. Like he's just gone really. I mean he kind of – Start shooting bad guys at the end. But it was it was like you lost the rapport, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what I liked about him for like the captain is like to have the rapport between his men. Like he's the guy that's just like this is serious. But you guys go uh, take care of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like the delegation of any good movie police captain is, is really right. key.
1: The one who's like standing outside of the burning building. Yeah. Um. Interesting. We both picked Asian,
0: Asian actors. actors. Take that Scarlett Johansson.
1: Just a big blow to her career.
0: Um, Should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it.
1: let's do it, guys. Where does Barry Pepper go? New year, same Barry Pepper.
0: Same Barry Pepper. Okay, I need to look up exactly because there's two bus drivers. I put him down as Sam, the bus driver, which is the one on the bus. Yeah, the one gets shot,
1: not the one that explodes. Right just huge distinction
0: yeah
1: okay yeah yeah Yeah. he's got a bus driver vibe <laughs> yeah um i also picked him as someone who's on the bus i made him stevens the tourist played by, by alan, alan ruck
0: Rock. what is it's going little- on with alan ruck's character here <laughs>
1: well, apparently according to <clears throat> the trivia this character was supposed to be a businessman who's like hoity-toity and that's why he's annoying and they decided against that, which I was like, probably because why would a man like that be riding the bus in L.A.? Yeah. Um, but –
0: But like they still dressed him like a businessman. They no, didn't dress him like a tourist.
1: They did a little bit. He's wearing like a blazer and a,
0: and a polo. polo. But I loved how he just has, <laughs> has a bunch of books and he just like won't leave Annie alone. He's like, ha, I'm a tourist. Can you tell? I mean, look at me. I have First time in L.A.
1: What are you going to do with me?
0: His line, though, at the end, where he's like,
1: We're at the airport. Yeah. So, I already
0: seen the airport.
1: And the other guy is so annoyed by him. He's like, Why are you still talking?
0: Um, uh, Are we going to talk about the elephant in the room that this movie was kind of written by Joss Whedon?
1: Here's the thing What 90s movie did Joss Whedon not have his like nasty little fingers in? I
0: don't think there's any. I think it's him and Aaron Sorkin rewrote every movie.
1: It's so weird. And it makes me sad because I so love this movie, yeah. and I I don't like Joss Whedon. It's but
0: it's Joss Whedon, Aaron Sorkin, and Quentin Tarantino all rewrote yes. every movie. Yes. Let's see what else do we got here? Um, they they keep forgetting that the security guard in the beginning died. Like he he's right. stabbed in the head with a with a shiv. Yeah. And then every scene after was like the news was like, and no one was killed. It was like, yeah, one guy was killed. <laughs> The first guy was killed.
1: The, the very first person. And they then the award
0: ceremony, they're like, without anyone losing their life. It's like,
1: one guy died. <laughs> one guy died. In the line of duty. For real. <laughs> oh, this is something I saw in the trivia that I was like, how? The budget for this movie was $30 million. How much would we make this movie for today?
0: $170 million.
1: 100%. It's, it's kind of a marvel that they made this movie for $30 million. Right. How?
0: Did you notice the license plate on one of the cars said Toon Man? No. (laughs) Toon Man. Toon Man. That's what I wrote down.
1: You live in Toon Town.
0: I do kind of miss the idea of a bad guy who just wants money. I feel like rarely do we get a villain now that's just like, I want $40 million.
1: I do think that as audiences now, we would struggle with that because – Our world is so high stakes (laughs) that we're like, they just want money. Just give them the money. Just give them the money. Like, it's it's just not worth it. Not when, like... people are dying white supremacists are like murdering people in movie children are
0: migrating through like yeah south uh, south america through mexico to like get away from like you know poverty and dictators and war i think
1: one of the reasons we like it is because there is a nostalgia for the 90s it's just i it takes us to a simpler time
0: (laughs) (laughs) right um last note before i to ask you if this movie should be remade um Could someone please fucking clear the airfield of debris when they're circling the bus? Because they hit that blown tire every five minutes. (laughs) Like, what is Captain McMahon doing? Just have your guys just sweep the air Get people with brooms and just sweep a path. This is not difficult.
1: He's too obsessed with the notion of how good of an idea it is. (laughs) When they find out he's at the airport, he's like, ha ha, old Jack (laughs) does it again. He's like, that's my Jack. Oh, boy. I do also like one, one more thing, how this movie ends. It's interesting that it's directed by the same person because it ends the exact same way as Twister. Oh,
0: yeah, you're right. They're
1: literally making out in the debris of what just happened in the movie and credits roll.
0: But it's a little different because in Twister, they had like an established relationship. They're like ex-husband and wife. Right. That rekindle in this adventure. This was like, what is going on? You were just like dry humping in front of Hollywood <laughs> tourists.
1: In the, in their defense, I feel like I would not not do that if Keanu Reeves just saved my life. Right. Thirty-five hundred oh, times no. in a day. I would be like, there's no way we're getting to the end of this movie and you're not making out with me.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> Get red line, ready. That red line train exploded for like seven minutes.
1: It sort of like rolls around in a way that I'm like, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. They're not alive.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Kenna, would you remake this movie for 2019? No,
1: it's too good the way it is. I I can't do it.
0: I don't know. It's like the premise is so ridiculous. It could have only existed in the 90s. -hmm. But I think you could do it again. I just don't think I'm the person to come up with how to do it.
1: It would be entirely daunting to try to pitch a new version of Speed.
0: Yeah, like even the sequel is so uh, contrite. Well, let's put it on a boat. It's what's that for a boat? Let's put it on a plane. Let's put it on a spaceship.
1: Interesting. It's. I feel like Con Air is kind of a spiritual,
0: a spiritual sequel, <laughs> sequel
1: to a movie like this. Because I was like, you can't, like, you couldn't remake Speed on a plane because you're just like, eh, it's kind of Con Air.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um. Yeah. No, I don't think so.
0: All right. Well, that's it for us, guys. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Boot. If you like this podcast, please rate. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. It's a brand new year, guys. We have so many more movies we're getting into. Can it? where can the people find us?
1: You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on social media together as one at The Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram. You can find us... Separately, because you just got to get off this bus at Flynn B and at Kinnetrant.
0: All right, guys, we'll see you next time.
1: give me what I need. Go home, have some sex.